that was always uh, where I got the most entertainment, where they climb up the pole with like the Windex, uh-huh. spray the pole, and then like slide down with a paper towel to yeah, clean it. Uh, Nothing sexier than a stripper with Windex yeah. cleaning the WAP off of a fucking pole before She's her dance. <laughs> she has another career, though, in the, in the offing, right? <laughs> just, just like that. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. The way they sort of, you know, integrated that into the dance routine, I find very artistic. Cops on Sunday arrested a suspect they say knocked a woman off her feet on... Uh, the Upper East Side, and it was in a, a subway station. They climbed on top of her. This person did. Him. He climbed on top of her. Tried to rape her as a shocked crowd gathered and filmed the terrifying attack and, and cheered, I would presume. Uh, I, I like how a crowd gathers now and, and they uh, film the attack. Uh, that, that's what, I'm sure that's what that woman was thinking. Someone please bring a camera and capture this moment. 25-year-old victim first encountered suspect Jose Reyes. Wow, that's that's certainly a common name. Around 11 a.m. It was on a Saturday while riding an F train. That's when she first encountered him. This is the meat cute. He appeared to be smoking some type of hookah and started making weird noises and laughing to himself, according to NYPD Chief and Detective Rodney Harrison. Uh, you know, a hookah... I mean, I've seen people, like, smoke weed on a train... You know, and, and people smoke weed anywhere. No, uh, joining me now, Valon Trub. Hey, Valon. You ever seen anybody with a fucking hookah? No, I've seen some weird shit on subways before. I saw like a, a street magician pull a rabbit out of a hat on a subway, but never a hookah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the rabbit out of the hat is like it's almost so corny and and stereotypical that you don't expect to see it. It's I gave him a dollar. You know, it's a rabbit out of a hat. You know, it's not dance time. I was caught off guard. I was Show pleasantly time. entertained. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we we're all forgiven about. Maybe one of those every two years, maybe, uh, <laughs> where you actually go, you know what? Okay. They just say the right thing. They do the right thing. I give, there's one guy that I've given a couple of cigarettes to. I say no to everybody else, but, but, uh, I, I guess the guy with the hookah was not so much performing as he was just, uh, entertaining himself, laughing to himself. It says, oh, the rattled woman got off the train. I guess she was already rattled just from seeing this guy smoke a hookah and laugh. Well, he followed her. She got off at East 63rd Street, that stop, Lexington Avenue, East 63rd Street. That's a, that's a stop that I've gotten off on before. Uh, Mr. Reyes gestured in a masturbation motion towards her. Says, I, don't, I don't think that that's how Rodney Harrison talks. Mr. Reyes gestured in a masturbation motion towards her, and uh, the victim moved in a different direction. Harrison said. Mr. Reyes follows her, Harrison continues, which resulted in him assaulting her, punching her, pushing her to the ground, climbing on top of her, and attempting to spread her legs. She must have been in pretty good shape, I'm guessing. First of all, he wanted to rape her. Second of all, she's 25. And third, I guess he he was not able to, to spread her legs. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's... This guy on the whole, he didn't have a weapon. And he didn't stab her. He did, I mean, like, you start looking for any good thing in this. <laughs> yeah, but the human body is a weapon. You know, oh, the human yeah. body is a weapon. People don't realize that. A lot of people talk about what's a weapon, what's not a weapon. Sounds to me like they've never been in a fight, never been punched. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. It, it, it's You have to have a concept of the fact. I mean, like a lot of people, murders are committed to a certain number of them every year with, with hands and feet. And mm. they're listed when you go to the FBI statistics, and I think more people, I think more people were killed with hands and feet 
than were with like assault rifles. <laughs> where do uh, passive aggressive comments rank on that list? <laughs> if only, right? God, I'd be dead. I'd be <laughs> long dead just from reading Twitter. A good Samaritan intervened, started recording with a cell phone. That's not intervening. He, th- he thrust his body back and forth on top of her. It's really more up and down than back and forth, isn't it? That's like the New York version of open carry, a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, you keep it in a holster. Uh, anyway, the crowd watched in horror. And cops released that video early Sunday, asked the public's help in identifying would-be rapists. The heinous and horrendous act, this one, was interrupted by a good Samaritan who observed Mr. Reyes' behavior and got him to cease his behavior while subsequently videotaping the he got him to He got him to stop. I got you on tape. As more bystanders gathered, creep ran off, but not before mouthing off a few inaudible words to the crowd and grabbing his sunglasses off the floor. Off the floor. So this was inside the subway station. Isn't that something? Right there in the station. So the broad daylight part doesn't really matter. I mean, it was it was in the daytime, but I mean, like, uh, they, they were underground, so... Well, it's just the fact that the city is changing. I mean, it's regressing. We've been here before. A lot of people, I feel, are still in denial about the rising crime. Do you think... I mean, obviously, something like this happens. I just see on social media, people post, well, it's an isolated incident. Well, yeah, but you have enough of them, and it becomes a pattern. Do you think the people who were there who saw it, do you think it influenced how they see the city around them? I would think. Yeah, especially the ones who saw it begin. Because the other ones might have been like, wait, we don't know. I mean, he took her out to a nice dinner, you know, maybe. But uh, (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, seeing it does make a difference. And isolated incident is like, every incident is an isolated incident. There's there's not a grand conspiracy ever to knock women down and and attempt to rape them. That's just something crazy guys do. That's such a cop-out argument. And they and they make it. They say anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, uh, this guy's obviously mentally ill. Yeah. Okay. That's that's an issue too. There's a lot of mentally ill people on the streets. Yeah, but that that whole argument. I mean, you look at the mob and like even organized crime. Most of them, the murderers are sociopaths. Is that not a mental illness? Also, I mean, at some point, you know, when you start saying mental illness, this and that. You're sort of missing the forest for the tree, in my opinion. I don't understand how it, it's always this um, factor that where they become not guilty of a crime. You know, I mean, like a, insane people commit crimes. I mean, they they don't. I, I guilty guilty by reason of insanity is fine with me. It's like and they could just be incidental. Like by the way, he did it because he's great. Doesn't really matter for our purposes. He still did it. You know, what I mean, like uh, I guess they they try and get you fixed up so you can go to trial. It says facial recognition from the video. Uh, matched up with Reyes' mugshot from a criminal mischief arrest last year. Criminal mischief? Criminal mischief? <laughs> what could that have been? Uh, we did an absolutely phenomenal job, swiftly. Well, Harrison. it's the, the cops do do a good job, and it's good they got this guy. Expeditiously working overnight to identify who the predator was. Uh, but police still needed help finding him. Three civilians called uh, in Crime Stoppers tips after seeing the video. Only three. Usually there's a ton. I guess uh, I guess it was a limited amount of time, but uh, I thought people, oh, yeah, I seen that guy. I seen that guy. He lived out. No, I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> Leading cops to find Reyes hanging out in East Harlem on 105th Street and Lexington Avenue about 12. Well, they found him quick. So if there's any messages going to be taken, it is uh, we need the community's help. We need the people's help. I, yeah, okay, that's, that's fair enough in order for us to be successful. So they did get the help. They got the video. Uh, he allegedly admitted to the attack. He had drugs in his possession. Uh, he lives in Soundview in the Bronx. 
And uh, there does seem like there was some type of drug use that might have been involved. Well, yeah, a hookah. He was smoking a hookah and laughing. Did he have the coals? Did they mention that? Because that's an elaborate operation to be smoking a hookah in the subway. Yeah, fucking hookah. That's that's a lot of work. It's uh, you, you, They have a whole certain kind of bar, right? A hookah yeah. bar. I used to love going to this hookah bar called oh. Karma, and you could smoke in there, which was nice. Well, smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, as kids, we used to go uh, onto Steinway in Queens, the Arab Community Center, because at 16, you could bring your own bottle of vodka, you get a hookah, and they let you drink there. It was the only place we could go as kids to drink. And it was super nice. It was just a great experience. But Sounds yeah. great. You got to hang out with a bunch of Arabs. But, yeah. uh, I just watched soccer all the time. It was peaceful, <laughs> you know. Hookah, I always think it was like a, a big eight hose kind of deal, you know, and there's a bunch of people sitting around like having a party and talking about things. And, it uh, seems like a privilege thing that in New York, right? Like yeah. a privileged communities. Kind of. Kind of seems Smoking like... Smoking hookah, talking about sociology and you're either, shit. Yeah, you're college students if you do that. And then for, it's not part of the cult. cultural appropriation, rightly, isn't it? We had a killer show, killer comedy show, by the way, in Connecticut. How did that go? It was, it was killer. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out, and and uh, thanks to Matt Mead for, uh, well, uh, yeah, hey, he set it up, whatever. How do they do that in, in sort of the age of COVID, uh, where, where you can't really even perform in front of people? Was it like socially distant, where they had like these little pods or all that stuff? Oh, yes. We were all uh, in complete compliance with all the policies of the governor, and uh. we all wore masks the whole time. Uh, How was yeah. the crowd though? Were they into it, or was there like a caution? Because I'm just only now starting to get into the real world, you know, you coming kidding? out of a cocoon. You're and not I'm worried about it, are you? About COVID? Yeah, I'm less worried about COVID than I am about the state of the city. Yeah, and exactly. that's what I think a lot of people are. I, I don't think a lot of people are afraid to go into the city and afraid to go out because of COVID. I think they're just afraid because. We've sort of spent so much time at home, and what we're seeing in the news, where we just feel safer at home. You know, in terms of everything, the violence, the the you know, it's it's very, yeah, very very. I don't want to say unique times because that word doesn't fucking really mean anything, but it's very tumultuous times. So I think people are just you know staying in their safe space of their home with Netflix right now, and, and becomes a bad habit. You know, yeah, I suppose it seems like they told everybody to stay home, and then they're like, okay, rioters, go for it, you know, and then they. And and when you think about it, Soros, you know, he backed all these DAs, you know, to get elected in cities. I don't know if you're aware, but there, it doesn't cost that much to elect a DA. Uh, and uh, when you do that, then it, it, that's that explains how come they're all getting released because you know they're it's like we have this policy, you know, and they just catch these people and really the cops work really hard to arrest them, and then they go, all right, see you later, and they don't charge them, and and that's because they're they're there for that reason, you know. It's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, really, it's a good plan if you're trying to fuck everything up. Are you saying New York is fucked up? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld said New York is not dead, and I love you Seinfeld. Listen, you don't listen to the show, do you? <laughs> Seinfeld is one of my favorite shows. I love it, but he's wrong. New York, I say, New York I say, is fucking dead. I say almost nothing but that. New York is fucking dead. Well, I, I've lived here my whole life, 33 years. It's it's done. Well, it says here uh, in the Daily News, a genius at channeling the New York City's zeitgeist, Jerry Seinfeld understood we were all in dire need of a pep talk. Everyone I know uh, reposted his New York Times op-ed. It's called, uh, So You Think New York Is Dead? Because we're so thirsty for our city to have an endorsement of this kind of... But uh, as, as someone who has, by and large, been stuck inside my violent broken apartment since March, this undoubtedly well-intentioned pep talk feels weird knowing it may well have been composed in a glorious Hamptons yeah. manch. Followed by this diatribe has been dictated but not read. So I'm, I guess this is what Jerry must have in quotes 
real, live, inspiring human energy exists when we coagulate together in crazy places like New York City, he mused. That sounds like someone who's out of touch with the digital age, doesn't it? He doesn't say hello to other comedians uh, that much. You know what I mean? He'll nod hello, hello, but he doesn't like, uh, he, he's, he's not a big handshake or anything. You know, I mean, like, this is so co- coagulating. I mean, I guess he's talking, no, I mean, you, you guys do it. We don't collect. We stay over here. You guys. Yeah, but everything sort of started changing with the internet, with YouTube and social media, where now you don't have to be in a comedy club. I mean, I love comedy clubs. I love nothing can replace that. But if you want to make a name for yourself, you can do it from Bumblefuck, Ohio on your computer. I do want to say hello to our listeners in Bumblefuck, no, so, Ohio. So his whole point where New York needs to exist as like this cultural hub. I disagree. If that's all he's holding on to, I don't feel that's what's going to hold New York City together. You know, Jerry Seinfeld is out of touch, I'm sure. I mean, like, but at the same time, uh, I think he probably is, uh, you know, uh, as in touch as a person like him can be. I like Jerry Seinfeld. I think he's a great comic and, and like, very entertaining. But, yeah. and, and, and also, uh, and does, I, I enjoy the fucking light, the show with the coffee in the cars and stuff, you know? I enjoy that also, and it's I think it's a great show. idea. Great idea, great yeah. show. I like how, I like the length, you know? I mean, I like that you don't have to, like, sit through, it's like, does it have to be any certain length? So, uh, nothing but good things to say about him, and I don't know if, if he was, uh, I mean, like, he was around for the shittiest times in New yeah. York. I mean, he was, you know, that was when he started to uh, sort of make it, you know, early 90s, when it was a murder rate, uh, or the, the number of murders every year is around 2,500. So, uh, he, he's seen it be bad before. The thing is about that's different about now that people don't take into account is that all these buildings are empty. People have realized they don't yeah. need to have an office. They're yeah. not going to fill them back up. The tax base disappears, and uh, people go, "Wait, well, why am I living here if uh, you know if I don't have to?" And so all the people that were that were going to those offices just fucking shag ass and go because of all this crime that's happening and because, you know, they're going to eventually have to cut back on services of some sort. I mean, I'd hate if Shirley McRae had to give up her $2 million a year staff or whatever, uh, or maybe if they spent less money on the Thrive Initiative instead of giving it away to their uh, friends. And, and what whatever happens, you know, I mean, like uh, I, the budget management has been terrible, but now I think it's going to be very little to manage. I mean, this town is going to implode on itself and that's why people like you are leaving the city yeah i'm i'm leaving i'm i'm moving out and because what he's talking about the cultural hub that that whole conversation what, is what who's the audience hub? it's not the 20 year olds who come to new york city to make it big that make the city when someone goes on stage pat you're a comedian when you go on stage there has to be an audience the people in that audience where are, you are from? new yorkers Oh, there's some New Yorkers, but they're from all yeah. over the world. Are they coming here? I don't think so. No, you had no. to go to Connecticut to well, perform. Not, no, not only that, dude. There's there's no clubs open anyway. We're mm-hmm. the cultural hub. I mean, uh, they're in no hurry to get that started back up again. We need some cooperation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Government has to not be actively working to shit can it, and that's what's happening. They we've never had a more hostile uh, government uh, situation in our life. I don't in my not in my lifetime. I've never seen. So many people in the government throughout the country working in concert to derail uh, anything good from happening, to prevent it. Well, just this morning, they announced schools, uh, school openings is being pushed back also. I don't feel they're going to open at all this year. And that's when you get all the parents leaving the city. What's the point of being in a city if your kids can't even go to school here? Jesus fucking Christ. You know, uh, the number of deaths in the United States scaled down now by the CDC. Yeah, I saw that. 9,000 some odd deaths? I think the problem becomes 
COVID is real. I, I don't. I'm not a denier. I don't real. believe it's not real. But the problem is, they just ran they, with it. Every time you say it, the cure might be worse than the disease, people call you a murderer. They say you're a murderer, and and that's not the case. You have to look at everything from all the fucking angles. You know, a certain type of person it does that. Yeah, they do. The cure is worse than the disease. Yeah, by far, by far, not even close. At this point, now it's only nine thousand people. There's probably been nine thousand additional suicides. Uh, you know, to say nothing of the domestic abuse, the child abuse, they can't go to schools where that shit gets discovered. They have, uh, you know, alcohol problems, no AA meetings. That's probably meant a lot of like, uh, I, I mean, that has not helped people, I'm sure. And, you know, the, the drugs, alcohol, abuse, uh, people being pent up, people having no jobs. So they have no jobs. They can't leave, you know, and uh, they have uh, their kids around all the time. And uh, the liquor stores are open. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all been just a big recipe uh, for a go-fuck-yourself uh, New York City kind of situation. You mentioned AA. Are they doing, like, Zoom AA meetings? Like, Probably. I'm curious. How, how does that work? Like, is it effective? I don't I'm know. I don't know if they... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say that it's better than nothing, and I'd say it's not as good as, as being there. That's, that's, you know, just like it is with everything. You know, Zoom doesn't do as well... With anything, you know, and and it varies in its success depending on what it is. Live audience shit, forget it. Yeah, you need that feedback. There is something about the energy, just other human beings sweating, being together, you know. Yeah, or being nice and cool, sipping a drink, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You need to to enjoy yourself in public with other people. And and we are way out of the habit of doing that now. And people, even when they do, if they opened up everything this minute, you know, there'd be a lot of shows that were canceled because, you know, nobody came. Because everybody's like still going to be cowering in their fucking apartments like a bunch of fucking pussies. Society was already becoming socially awkward before this even. You look at dating. Dating all sort of shifted online. I don't. In the last couple of years, I don't know anyone who's gotten married out of my friends who didn't meet through a dating website. So there was only a way you could fuck them without even meeting them, you know? Yeah. Would be the best, and but. now I just feel like, you know, humans are a social species. So I, I just find it weird. I'm curious what the next 20 years is going to look like as we try to readjust. People to... don't even like to use the phone to talk anymore. You know what I mean? That's been a while. I'm talking to people more on the phone now since virus, but uh, very little before they did that. You know what I mean? Like you call somebody on their cell phone, they're like, wait, what's good? Are you okay? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you expect it to be a butt dial. So, so, so that guy was busted. Jose Reyes uh, is, uh, and uh, yeah, as far as him being out, we don't know. We don't know anything about that. I, I really don't know. Uh, but uh, they, uh, well, they they spoke to his cousin, and his cousin, or his twin sister, rather. Twin sister says, you know what? He's got mental problems. Sicko suspect, Jose Reyes, he declined. She declined to give her name, this person, the twin sister. Ever since we were small in Honduras. He's Honduran, you see. And this is how you meet women in Honduras. <laughs> You uh, follow them, and then you you do this thing. You you move back and forth, back and forth. Reyes' twin said he abuses drugs, especially K2. Smoking K2. That's bad news, man. K2. How is that still a thing? Well, they keep keep changing the uh, recipe, and that makes it legal for a minute, and then they have to outlaw that particular mix, and and it goes on like this. And and K2 can be very much like PCP, because nobody knows what it's going to do to you. It's a bunch of fucking dried something something organic i guess at some point like a potpourri and they spray it with chemicals i was i think it's kind of like it's kind of like the 
smoking uh, version of huffing. You know, <laughs> those were always my favorite episodes of Cops, where they had someone who was like huffing paint. Mm-hmm. Those people are the easiest to arrest. Oh my god! Well, their face is covered in like silver spray paint, so they're definitely easy to find. Yeah, it's it's it seems to be the silver, the metallic kind is uh that they enjoy it. You miss that show, Cops? Because it's gone. I don't know if they're going to bring it back, but I didn't I didn't watch it very much. Really? Oh, it was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, you know, loved it, loved it. I see the appeal. But they took off the uh, live PD, too, because it was... Uh, yeah, all those shows. Oh, God, we don't want to glorify law enforcement. <laughs> here's here's the show about criminals. Uh, refuses to stay in shelters, this guy. She and their mother, they uh, who you know, they lives in Staten Island, have been trying to get him help for years. But he he won't co- he won't cooperate with them. So uh, that's uh, it's uh, she's she's turned out better than him, I assume. She probably got raped by this guy at some point, you know, with his mental problems and his K two, K two, K two. What do you think of that shit? Scooby snacks. They need to legalize weed. I've been saying it for a long time. I mean, people are still going to be doing other drugs, but but at some point, I, I don't What's see the difference? how I don't see how alcohol can be legal, you but can, weed isn't. Well, you can. <laughs> There's no there's no point. To legalize it? Yes. Business. It's good you, for the economy. You yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's probably what they'll do. Make this a weed economy. That that would probably bring some uh, fucking that would bring people back. Like what happened to, to alcohol when they, they got rid of it. Jesus, Didn't I, think work. Just, I think you just solved it. Well, yeah, but cuz cuz it was legal then illegal. Yeah. This has been illegal as for long as anybody remembers. So New York City topped 1000 shootings with 4 months left in the year. Grim milestone past a Sunday, tallied its 1,000th shooting of the year, according to NYPD figures, uh, which uh, also show an average of nearly 10 people were shot every day in the last four weeks. So with more than four months left to go, Big Apple has recorded 1,004 shootings now as of uh, this paper. I'm reading from the New York Post, today's edition. Uh, the shootings continued on Monday when a broad daylight gun battle played out in front of a Bronx daycare center. Boogie D daycare. Eight children inside. So that happened. Uh, gunfire uh, rang out about 3 p.m. Uh, so uh, everybody inside was safe. That's good. And and a caretaker was shot dead at church. Caretaker. Remember caretaker from The Longest Yard? Yes, likable character. He burned to death. Both I versions. Yeah. Uh, Did you like the on. remake? I don't. I didn't even see it. I was mad that they didn't use Blake Clark for the fucking Eddie Albert role. You know, I mean, it's fucking Adam Sandler, right? He I love lo- Adam Sandler. I don't think he was right for that role. I don't. I don't he, he's he's not. He's not Burt Reynolds. Oh, you got to want to play football. <laughs> I miss Burt Reynolds. <laughs> The opening scene of Longest Yard is one that I had never seen. I only say like I'd flip past on TBS and see the football part and be like, oh, cool. But I had never seen that opening scene where he's having a fight with his uh, keeper female who's uh, wealthy and, and ha- owns a Maserati that he drives off in uh, against her wishes and against her instructions to leave the keys. Don't you take them? He's like, fuck. Blah, blah. He's too hungover to fuck her. And uh, he's an ex-football player. He was uh, thrown out of the NFL for some kind of gambling scandal, uh, throwing a game, right? And then he, uh, and then this, he's now he's with this kept. Uh, he's being he's a kept man, you know, Burt Reynolds. So uh, yeah, she she wants to fuck. He doesn't. They have a fight. She tries to keep him from taking the car, and he sh- and she throws a drink at him or something. He ends up vi- treating her quite unkindly with a little violence. 
It was a. It's stunning that he's the hero of the movie. Well, he goes to jail. He goes to jail, but he, he, he really jail. goes to jail for beating up the cops who who <laughs> come to arrest him. I mean, no one had a cell phone back then. It was badass though to to beat a woman to be the, yeah. You, you no, watch some of these dude. old. <laughs> To be an outlaw. You to know. be an outlaw, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the beating a woman, he didn't quite beat her, he shoved her. Well, well, in those movies, I mean, you hard. watch the old James Bond movies. I love all of them, but you watch the Sean Connery ones compared to the new ones. It's, uh, it's a different time. Just like, no, get out. <laughs> 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 Goodbye forever, fatty. Imagine being the, the sound effects man trying to recreate those punching sounds and slapping sounds. Oh, uh, why? Like, what would it sound like when I punched her? <laughs> Oh, I have some good news. Sorry to, to break into the movie talk, but uh, Reyes was arraigned on attempted rape, assault, and assault charges, held on two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars bail. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get anybody to bond him out. I guess I was wrong. That's it. New York is safe. Yeah, we're I safe. I was wrong from Jose he, Reyes for yes. a moment. For for one moment. Uh, well, I mean, there's probably a GoFundMe, you know. I mean, they canceled uh, the the fucking self defense guy up in Wisconsin. They they you know GoFundMe like pulled his fucking. It's like fuck off, dude. Jesus Christ, you can, it has to come from every direction at all times. You know, it's, it's just it's not right. Now here we have uh, an unprovoked attack in uh, the Bronx. I believe you have the story on this, don't you? In the Daily News, did you come across that? Is it over here? Here you go. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'll uh, watch, and, and you guys can listen. The guy comes running up from behind uh, for no apparent reason. This is what they call an unprovoked attack. Yeah, what happened was a 60-year-old man walking in Harlem was beaten with a bottle by a stranger in an unprovoked broad daylight attack. I don't just... They found it very funny. Yeah, that, that's the cell phone recording... And the laughter of the people recording the footage. You know, I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. You know, I mean, I can get a laugh at certain things that other people won't get a laugh at. And and some people will think it's funny, but they won't allow themselves to laugh. This, however, I I failed to say. I mean, it's. I guess there is something comical about it. Uh, looking at it from an out as an outsider, you know, I mean, I'm not a. I feel like they know this guy because they were already watching. They knew, you know, they had the whole thing set up. But I mean, uh, the guy is uh, walking along. He looks like he's about to go mow his yard, you know, down in in South Carolina or something. You know what I mean? He he, he looks like uh, uh, he's got his shorts, his knit shirt, his his white ball cap, his white tennis shoes. He's just like he's he's very very sporty. I mean, I get these not dressed altogether differently though. Uh, it's uh, and, but he just—he's just walking. That's it. And all of a sudden, uh, he—he's gonna wake up on the ground and not know what the fuck happened. Yeah. If he—if he's not severely injured, uh, please. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What? Uh, tell, oh, tell, no. Do 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 tell. To continue the story, the victim was strolling along uh, Convent Avenue in Harlem carrying plastic bags when he was blindsided near West 129th Street about 1:30 p.m. August 23rd. Cops say the attacker in a white sleeveless t-shirt and dark pants with white stripes, ran up behind the victim with a bottle, raised over his head, startling video released by police shows. Hold on a second. That's not this. This is a different one. Is this a different video? This is a different video of the same thing. This is the new knockout game. The guy's wearing aquamarine shorts and a black t-shirt with a white print on the back. 
Yeah, that's this is a different. Holy shit! I just assumed that when you mentioned the guy getting hit by the bottle, this must be it. Yeah, it seems like a new pattern. Wow, that is something else. How about that? Huh? There's a whole. Okay, well, please let's let's hear some more. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we have the attacker's attire on record, he bashed the victim several times in the head and back with the bottle, knocking him to the ground. Then struck him several more times while he was down. He then ran off on West 129th Street towards Amsterdam Avenue. The victim suffered pain, swelling, and scratches to his head and face, but declined medical attention, officials said. Cops are asking the public's help identifying and tracking down the assailant. So remember, call 1-800-577-TIPS. Yes, 1-800-577-TIPS. Make sure it's the gentleman in the sleeveless white t-shirt, because we're not interested in the other bottle attackers, just this one. You know, he bashed him several times, it says in this one. This guy only got conked once, and he fell over. I guess he got hit properly once, and... uh, uh, but but it, you know, there's something superior about that type of a weapon because that's never a weapon, you know, like uh, where the, someone turns on themselves afterwards, you know, yeah. afterward he turned the bottle on himself. <laughs> uh, although there was a homeless guy videoed sitting in a grocery store in New York City in Manhattan, breaking bottles over his head. It's a it's it's a fucking insane thing to see. Should have grabbed the glass bottle then. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it was a plastic Pepsi bottle. Maybe that he was hitting himself with. Yeah, no. Oh, it's a glass bottle. Oh, yes. You must see this. I, I mean, like, since we're sitting here talking about this, this is the subject at hand, right? Why not? Uh, in the meantime, talk about a, a city bike assault on a judge. A Manhattan judge became the latest victim of senseless city violence when she was cold-cocked mm, by an apparent stranger while walking to work Monday. Criminal court judge. Boy, they, you know what? They, they didn't mean to do that. They just thought she was some bitch. You know, <laughs> you fucking hit a judge. That's that's pretty fucking amusing to me. I, I judges have a have a, a startling amount of power, you know, to do what they want to have things be a certain way. You know, here we go. Yeah, there was a homeless guy sitting in a grocery store in New York City in Manhattan, breaking bottles over his head. That's remarkable. That's this, and you know that's not some sort of a. I mean, it's terrifying. It's not a playtime bottle, you know. And then yeah, just, that's terrifying. He hits him. He's he sitting. He's laying down. He he sits up. He does a sit up. He sits there motionless for a moment. Breaks the bottle over his head, and then calmly lays back down onto his back. Um, I would assume it's some sort of mental illness. Uh, yeah, I mean it, that you find that terrifying. Just that it's beha- terrifying. that behavior being so strange. It's, it's terrifying. And how much will people tolerate? Like, how much can you sort of ignore about your own city? Because when you when you go outside, if you're going to the grocery store, like, you're not just going to step over him and continue to get your milk and eggs. That's terrifying when you see that. You're right. You're right. He's not even wearing a shirt. Uh, it's, uh, isn't that funny? Isn't that, isn't that, it, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anybody break a bottle over their head. Well, think I, about I mean, the like, guy bottles who... are fucking pretty thick and hard to break over, over anything, really. Well, think about the, the guy who runs that little shop. Like, if he tries to do anything, then he's got to be afraid if he's going to become the criminal, you know, in this, because, because he's trying to protect his style shop. I mean, at the this point, does, everyone's afraid to do everything. Even the police are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go to jail. They have a new system now. Uh, three penalty days for wrongful stop and frisk. Unintentional. <laughs> if you unintentionally, wrong, what wrongful stop and frisk means what? 
what's wrongful stop and frisk? They didn't have a gun, but you thought they did. You have to be right 100% of the time, and you get three penalty days. Uh, the NYPD has publicized a draft of its new disciplinary matrix expected to be rolled out early next year to standardize police punishment. Now, the commissioner still says, uh, has the final say on punishments. Well, that's good. So this is like a recommendation. The, the commissioner still has the final say on punishments, and here are some of the infractions and associated penalties in this 48-page draft. So uh, these are the ones they included in the post. I'm sure they're going to be appalling. <coughs> excuse me. Six penalty days for, or no, excuse me, five penalty days for discourtesy. Hmm. What's a penalty day? What is a penalty day? I've never been suspended from school, so I don't know. It's, I mean, like, you, it sounds it like the same sort of like a suspension. Yeah, you get detention or suspension. A suspension. Huh. A police reform group slammed the matrix, saying uh, the thought that cops would face the strong penalties was a, quote, fairy tale. End quote. The NYPD just made public uh, that officers who break the law with unlawful arrests, illegal searches, unconstitutional stops, and who refuse to give their identification as part of the right to know law won't lose their jobs. They just might lose some vacation days. Oh, what do these people want? They, it, it's, it's weird, you know? They, they act like they want like better government, better, better cops, all this shit. That's not what they want. They don't want that at all. There's not one person doing this is concerned, that's concerned about these things. Let's go about a couple more penalties. Uh, and, and please, go ahead and speak, though. That's what motivated me to leave. I mean, again, I was born in Queens, spent my whole life in Queens. After a certain point, I, I think Ben Shapiro said it best, where in this country we sort of have this notion where you have a right to live where you want to live. And the fact of the matter is, if you're not happy somewhere, if you're not making the money you want to be making somewhere, you have the opportunity to move. People who first came here to New York You have the opportunity to, to move. That's the way it is in this country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that actually is the voice, just a little slower. You can. People used to move west, out west, and to L.A., to, to California, San Francisco. So I was sitting here, I'm like, there's no reason why I have to live here if I'm not happy here. So that's why I'm making, and I'm not even moving that far, but I just need to get out of the city. Yeah, I mean, totally. If you can live in Westchester, live in Westchester. Yeah. I don't blame you a bit. I, I think it's a much better, uh, it's a much better deal in a lot of ways. And, and really, your kids are going to be in, in a yeah. much better schooling situation. And the uh, supermarkets, forget about it. The supermarkets, oh my God. Uh, they hate speech, you get uh, terminated for hate speech intentionally making a false official statement, termination, felony conviction, termination, wrongful use of deadly force, termination. I'm pretty sure felony conviction was already a termination. Uh, there's wrongful stop and frisk, unintentional. That's three penalty days, as I said. But you get 20 of them if you do it on purpose. If you intentionally, <laughs> wrongfully stop and frisk somebody, just toss somebody because, you know, because <laughs> that's what cops do. That's the way they do. That's their knockout They game. do it on purpose. <laughs> Yeah. Come here, you. I mean, this is uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not big on this. I don't, I don't think this is such a good idea. Let's go back to this judge real quick. I'm going to talk some more. She's a lovely woman. Look at her. Judge Phyllis uh, Lou, I guess it is. Is that what it says? Like on the far left? Or that one. Uh, over there. Far uh, left, yeah. the, the lady? Yeah, the lady one. Yeah, she's not too bad. Uh, she uh, got slugged in the jaw, says here under ca the, the caption there. Criminal court judge Phyllis Chu, excuse me, 56. Oh, 56. God damn, are you kidding me? She looks amazing for 56, but maybe it's me. Maybe I'm getting old. Oh. I think my range is probably pretty pretty big right now. What was that line from my cousin Vinny? I think it's time you got a better prescription. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll, you know, look, thing is, is like, uh, you, you got to understand that uh, 
life is too short to say no to sex with a 56-year-old Asian judge. Uh, she had just gotten off the Staten Island Ferry, was headed to her job at 100 Center Street. That's that main uh, you know, city courthouse down there, city building. At around 9.40 a.m., she slugged on the job by a man on a city bike. He was on a city bike with no words exchanged. A bicyclist riding in the opposite direction as the one that she was walking in just punched her in the face and kept going, wow, man, that's a... Uh, this guy must have recognized her from an earlier case. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. And I, I don't want this. I don't want, like, you know, going back to a time where we had, like, Bernie Getz and all that. That's not good, but it's just what happens when you have anarchy. You know, when people are afraid, they just start taking the law into their own hands, and, and that's bad. I, I don't know, think anyone's in support of that, but if you mention it, people get mad at you. But the fact is, you know, we're just seeing the writing on the wall. When stuff like this happens, people are afraid to ride the subways. They're, they're going to start taking the law into their own hand. It's it's a very dangerous, slippery slope. Yeah. Well, Vlan, that's all the time we have. We have to go. It's very interesting what you say, and I believe you 100%. Uh, thanks for being here. You got anything you want to tell you, the dirty kind? We can get that on uh, where? Amazon, The dirty right? kind, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Target online, Walmart. It's available all these stores online. The dirty kind DVD, you can stream it on Amazon. Uh, and also, Pat and I are working on a, on a new project, which was on hiatus for COVID, but uh, The Unruly Few, a documentary about the importance of artistic expression, which we're very excited about, uh, because, you know, if you want to say something, if you want to express yourself, you should be allowed to do that, even if it sucks. That's right. And, and people can tell you that the art sucks, but, uh, you know, your opinion is your opinion, and the things you want to say are, the, are, are very important. And so art has always been a way to do that without really mm -hmm. being, you know, so like I, I always say what I want on stage uh, to the exact point that I want to, and that is it. And, and uh, that's how I've gotten so far in stand-up comedy. Uh, Valand, thank you for being here. Thank so, you for having yes, me, Pat. Okay, great. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?